Podcasting in 3, 2, 1. D-Dog's award-winning barbecue rubs put the perfect balance of spicy and sweet on your ribs, chicken, all beef and pork, and more. Whether it's slow-cooked barbecue or grilled steaks and burgers or soups, vegetables, or anything else from your kitchen, D-Dog's award-winning rubs make good food great. Four flavors, original, maple, apple, and peach, each made from the freshest all-natural ingredients. Order yours today at www.ddogsbarbecue.com. That's D-D-O-G-S-B-B-Q.com. D-Dog's Barbecue Rubs. It's better than ketchup. This is Chad Hayden with Midsmire's Barbecue's 19th Annual Jack Daniels World Barbecue Champion, and this is Barbecue Central. Welcome to Barbecue Central, the show where we talk about all things important to the world of barbecue. From big-named interviews to advice on cooking brisket and ribs, you'll find it all right here inside Barbecue Central. If you're interested in learning more about barbecue, feel free to visit our website at www.bbq-the-4-theletteru.com. Get connected to the best barbecue forum on the Internet. And now, here's your program host, Greg Rempe. Thank you, Jim Morgan, and welcome to Barbecue Central, the show where we talk about all things important in the world of barbecue. Wherever you are across the globe, I certainly appreciate you taking time out to join me. Tonight, we're going to be joined by founder and president of the Big Green Egg, Ed Fisher. Get to learn how the Big Green Egg came to be and track it right to present-day progress. So let's get on with the barbecue conversation. Ed, welcome to Barbecue Central. Well, thank you so much, Greg. It's uh, a pleasure to be here with you tonight. Before we get into the ins and outs of Big Green Egg, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself personally? I started the Big Green Egg uh, about 35 years ago. At that time, uh, this type of cooking was virtually unknown. It started with a imported clay cooker called a Kamado, which uh, had gained some favor among GIs that were stationed in Japan, and a few of them brought them over, and uh, I saw it there and started selling them here in Atlanta. It wasn't very well known. I had a small store in a strip mall, and I'd cook in front of the store, usually chicken wings. On Saturdays, I'd, I'd cook a whole turkey, carve it for any customers coming into the store. And it was a one-man show. Um, I sold these cookers one at a time. I'm grateful to those people who took a chance with me in the beginning because uh, all they had was a few samples of uh, chicken or turkey and, uh, and what I had to tell them about the the uh, Kamado cooker. A lot of them had enough faith to purchase one, take it home, and, and then they were astounded. They realized that everything that I told them was absolutely true. They didn't invite guests over. They'd be impressed and they'd come in and, and buy a cooker. So I started out selling them one at a time, and it was this uh, word of mouth from one happy owner to another that really got the business started. Now, the cooker that I brought in from Japan used an ancient process. It was made out of clay, and uh, it cooked superbly, but it had a number of drawbacks 
which, uh, which I saw. As the currency started to change, things that came from Japan started to become more and more expensive. I looked for another supplier to produce a similar type cooker. However, I had learned enough to uh, understand what American barbecuers were looking for. They needed something that was easy to use and above all, had uh, durability. And I was fortunate enough to, to find a manufacturer in Mexico, a ceramic company that uh, had access to various formulas of ceramics. New ceramics had been developed, especially with the needs of the aerospace industry, the, the shuttles that were, were being created and flown in space. So uh, we were able to get a ceramic that had the same cooking qualities as this venerable Kamado from Japan, but what would withstand higher heat, less Americans like to see their steaks at high temperatures, and would, would be very durable, could be moved, would not break, would not, would not uh, crack under, under use. So we had a cooker now that cooked food, whether it was uh, turkeys or, or chicken or ribs or steaks, hamburgers, it was, it was a grill and it was a smoker. And the outstanding feature of it is the food was far, far juicier than anything that is cooked on a metal-type cooker. Uh, the ceramic being a natural insulator, it holds the heat in. Unlike metal, where the, metal, the heat escapes and causes a drying effect inside. So this this ancient process of cooking in, in, in clay, ceramics, uh, was the real secret behind the, the this cooker. Of course, when I started making it myself, I had to give it an appropriate name. Kamado was not a name that was easily remembered by Americans, so I gave it something that was what it really looked like, a big green egg. And the name has been very... Uh, very fortunate people seem to, to remember that name when they taste or cook anything on this, uh, this wonderful cooker. We, we started using natural charcoal, which I think we had a lot to do with the popularity of natural charcoal, because unlike briquettes, which is uh, widely used among barbecues, briquettes are actually a combination of charcoal and some binding elements, which give rise to... Uh, a lot of ash, and, and sometimes some uh, uh, some tastes that are not what you're you're looking for. But pure charcoal has no taste of its own. It burns hotter and it leaves very very little ash. So people found that instead of buying a a sack of charcoal every couple of weeks, one bag of charcoal. Of course, we provided them in 20 pound uh, bags. One bag of charcoal would last them for, for a month, two months, sometimes an entire summer, depending on how often they, they cooked. So there was less, less ash to clean out. Uh, it made it uh, more convenient. Uh, it uh, had this durability with lifetime guarantee on the ceramics. Functions not only as a, 
a smoker, but a grill and an oven. Uh, you're able to to uh, bake pies in there, for example, or pizza, all with absolutely marvelous results. So going back to uh, 35 years ago in, in Atlanta, selling a, a lot of them just one at a time, uh, when I hooked up with this manufacturer, we were ready to go into the business of wholesaling it to, to other dealers. So over a period of time, we, we built up a network of distributors across the country. Here we are 35 years later. The Big Green Egg is, is sold throughout the country. We are distributors now in, in Europe, in Australia, and uh, we're constantly getting requests in for other companies. So um, even though we're a company that's 35 years old, we're, we feel we've just, just really begun. We've just scratched the surface because now hundreds, thousands of eggs are sold each year around the country, and each one of them becomes a salesperson in itself. That's what happens for us in Atlanta. The word of mouth happens wherever the big green egg is sold, uh, stores find that whatever they sell their first year, their sales increase in, in almost geometrically second or third year because the more the eggs that are out there, the more people come in contact with them, enjoy the, the results, and tell even more people. So, uh, Greg, uh, in a nutshell, that's the story, the history of, of me and the Big Green Egg. Now, growing up, were you somebody that was into barbecue and grilling, uh, or is this just something that kind of built as you were growing up and thinking about what you wanted to do? Basically, that was it. Myself, I, I was so impressed by my early experiences with the egg, uh, or as the Kamados, as it was then, uh, then that um, I at that time became a, a lover of barbecue because of the ease and the variety of things that could be cooked on it. And I guess my, my own feelings and my own enthusiasm, uh, I was able to, to communicate this with other people, and uh, that's, that's what, what really uh, gave it its initial impetus. And, and here it is all, all these years later, and I still marvel at it. I'm still as enthusiastic about uh, about the big green egg as I ever was. It's it's become not only a business for me, but just a enjoyable lifetime pursuit. And this is just something that you saw this type type of cooker and said, you know what, this is something I can get behind, and this is what I'm going to do from here on out. Yes, yes. Uh, I I I did not see a similar product at that time. Um, uh, being sold in my area. All I was interested in was starting out a business of my own. I, uh, I had a background as, as a, a naval officer. Then after that, I, uh, I worked in industry for a number of years as an engineer. And I wanted to get out of the, the corporate uh, culture and, and try something on my own. So um, I started out very small, never realizing that uh, it... Uh, grow to the level that it has. It was primarily a vehicle to to get me started in my own business and it just turned out that I had the right product at the right time. 
So going back, this was, what, 1974 or so? Yes, yes, that's correct. People are coming into the store. Like you said, you kind of started out small. Were people looking at this as more of a novelty piece of cooking equipment versus like a, a Weber or something that might have been more name-branded at that point? Well, it was a curiosity, you see. they uh, We had a, a, a large window in the front of the store, and all these uh, these. Uh, these egg-shaped uh, cookers were inside. Uh, people who did not know what it is walked by and became curious. And of course, in those days when I was actually cooking outside, uh, they understood that it that it was a cooker. But the I think the the, the greatest effect was when I I'd, I'd give them a chicken wing or uh, sliced off some turkey and gave that to them, and uh, it's it's amazing. A lot of people, on the basis of just tasting a chicken wing, uh, realized that there was something very special about this, and and uh, that was the reason the early cookers sold. They just they just liked liked it so much. Of course, they they may have had uh, another barbecue at the time. Uh, uh, most barbecues uh, on the market were were either the the uh, the Weber kettle or uh, water smokers or uh, gas grills. A lot of people, uh, when they got the egg, they thought that they were just buying a smoker which would um, supplement one of their other other smokers, one of their other grills. Uh, most of them found out that that was the only the only uh, cooking item that they needed outdoors. And they, most of them uh, discarded anything else that they had. You can... Remember back to the day you saw the very first uh, Kamado-style cooker, and then we're looking at one you just took off the line today. How much different does the original one look from the one that's out on the market right now? Theory, the the actual um, uh, process is is identical. In fact, there was nothing new about the the first cookers that I sold because the uh, the the Kamado-style cooker has a history of four thousand years. People had discovered a long time ago that cooking in, in a, a clay vehicle, a ceramic, gave uh, better cooking qualities to, than, than cooking, let's say, in an open fireplace. In fact, the many cultures discovered that by building a fire and putting uh, the item that they wanted, wanted cooked, such as a, a, a pig, into the pit and covering it up with, uh, with with the dirt, and then letting it um, cook there for a number of hours and, and removing it, that the pig would come out very juicy, very flavorful, and uh, was a real treat. So, uh, people understood this principle a long time ago, and uh, what we have been able to do is is take this well-known principle and just put it in a modern type of uh, construction that uh, would meet the needs of the modern barbecue or somebody that wants, wants convenience, uh, wants a, uh, an item that's easy to use, easy to clean, and uh, will stand up under years of continual use. So once we're able to add those ingredients to what was originally just a clay cooker, uh, that was the real uh, start of the, the the growth of the big green egg. 
Now, you've mentioned the name Kamado a few different times. Of course, with any cooker, if you're talking about offsets, there's a whole legion of fans that like this cooker and a whole legion of fans that like this cooker when it comes to offsets. And if you're talking about upright, like uh, spice wine or stumps, there's a whole legion that like that kind and that kind. So in regards to ceramic cookers, you know, you've said Kamado. There is a name brand out there now called the you know the Kamado Cooker. There's also uh, Primo, which is uh, another ceramic cooker. Then Big Green Egg. I'm sure there might be some other ones that I don't know of. Dealing specifically with your particular niche in the ceramic style, what separates yours from the other ones that are out on the market right now? Well, the generic name for this, this type of cooking style is Kamado. Uh, in Japanese, kamado means an oven, it could mean a stove, it could mean a fireplace, it could mean a, a, a variety of things. So all of these other kamado styles on the market have these similar qualities. We, of course, were the first to develop and to, to market on a large-scale basis uh, our big green egg. And uh, as with any successful company, uh, there are always uh, others who are trying to uh, to produce a, a similar product. And all of these products have similar things in quantity. The, the, the cooking on, on all of these uh, uh, other companies is, is extraordinary because it's the principle that counts. I think where the Big Green Egg still has the largest market share is the fact that uh, we have always paid a great deal of attention to quality control. So we produce a cooker that's just as perfect as a man-made product could be, and we constantly monitor that quality, and we have a lifetime guarantee with it. Also, through the years, uh, we have developed many, many accessories that work very well with the Big Green Egg. Uh, right now, we have some 200 different accessories, uh, everything from covers to uh, ceramic pizza stones to uh, seasonings and spices, uh, our own charcoal. Uh, we, we just have all kinds of uh, accessories to go along with it and meet the needs of the modern cooker. So um, when somebody owns a big green egg, uh, he gets uh, expert advice. He gets a lot of things that he can choose from to go with his cooker. And he knows that the, the company has been around for 35 years. Uh, some of these companies that have produced a similar type cooker have long gone. So we've seen them come and they go. It's the stability of the, the company, I think, that uh, has um, helped us maintain our market share and our lead within this uh, this particular industry. How many different models of the Big Green Egg do you currently offer? We have a mini, uh, which is great for, uh, for the people who want to send a, a cooker to their son or daughter in college, or it's used in, in tailgating, but that's the smallest of our cookers. Then we have a small, we have a medium, and a large. And two years ago, we came out with our extra large. Uh, our, large our large cooker which holds a 25-pound turkey, uh, frankly, I thought would be as big a, a big green egg as anybody would want. However, there were customers who had special needs for a larger cooker, so we developed a larger one. Uh, it really, it, uh, its its capacity is, is remarkable, 
to, to our surprise, it has become our, our number two seller as far as volume goes. The large happens to be our largest, and close behind it now is, uh, is our extra large. It has a, uh, a grill diameter of about 22 inches. You can actually cook something like uh, 12, 12 chickens on it at the same time. So it's, it's very good, and uh, for those people who entertain a lot and have needs for, for cooking for groups of people at time to time, this seems to uh, fit their needs very well. What kind of a price range do you look at from biggest to smallest, just in general figures? In general figures, the, uh, the mini is around um, $175, and uh, the, the largest, the extra large, I think is up around uh, eight or $900. It depends on which part of the country uh, you're purchasing the, the product from. And you're selling through distributors, mostly here through the country. Do you have uh, storefronts anywhere, direct storefronts? We have one retail store. It's at our, our, our factory store, which is uh, in the same, uh, same facility, same building as our, uh, our, our warehousing. But uh, our eggs uh, throughout the country are sold through distributors who, in turn, um, have networks of retail stores, so they redistribute it to those stores. We are not in the the big box uh, stores, the uh, the mass marketers, because uh, we we felt that a um, the the specialty store, which is the type that uh, uh, sell the big green egg, is in the best best position to to answer questions for. For customers coming in and to, to give them the added uh, the follow-up uh, advice and information and, and access to the accessories that uh, probably would not be available in a, uh, a mass market store. How easy is the cooker to learn to get to that part where you know where to you know stop when you want to get to certain temperatures? It's, it's extremely easy. Uh, you don't have to be a, a, uh, a very expert cooker to use the big green egg because the, the egg itself is very forgiving. If, if you don't know the right temperature, you just cook it uh, at your best guess. For instance, if you're doing, um, if you're doing a turkey, um, we recommend that, that you, uh, you keep your temperature about 350 degrees. But if you got it, had the temperature at 200 degrees, or if you got it at 500 degrees, as long as you you uh, check the uh, the thermometers, and we recommend a, a meat thermometer, which would go into the turkey or the roast or whatever you're doing, and you know what temperature the uh, the turkey is supposed to be. At least uh, we have that information in our in our video in our cookbook. So so um, uh, even that you don't know all the the fine points of cooking on an egg, you can still get great results. Naturally, with with experience and with practice, uh, you can get you, you can continue to get even better results that that meet your particular uh, likes or your particular tastes. Someone that's listening to this podcast right now that might want more information on the big green egg, where can they go to learn more about it? We have a uh, a, a website and that has a great deal of information. Uh, the 
website is uh, www.biggreenegg.com. I think that will answer most of the questions that people have. We, we also have a forum in which Big Green Egg owners or potential owners uh, can, can um, post their messages and ask questions and um, receive answers from people who already have the egg. And that's a, that's a great way of, of, of finding out what existing owners think about the egg. Of course, um, we, we have a, a how-to video, which comes with the, each egg that is sold. We have a, a cookbook, and lots of recipes are on our website, lots of how-to-do-it tips, and, uh, and the forum itself. So I, I think that anybody seeking information can pretty well find out everything that, uh, that he or she needs to know. I might mention that um, we have an annual event here in Atlanta um, called the Eggtoberfest. Uh, it's held each October, and uh, this past October, October 2007, we had our 10th annual Oktoberfest. This event is probably very unique because all these people come here at their own expense, buy the food at their own expense. Uh, is We provide the eggs, they cook on it, and then they share the food with everybody else. It started out 10 years ago with, with 25 eggs and maybe 70 or 80 attendees. In 2007, there were 225 eggs that we set out for people to cook on. There were 1,400 people that, uh, that attended. That's a lot of people, and uh, starting to you know, get uh, uh, very, very, uh, very crowded here. But due to the excess success of, of this event in Atlanta, about three or four years ago, others began regional events, and now there are 14 regional egg fests, as they're called, in every part of the country. So people don't have to travel all the way to Atlanta to experience this opportunity to to associate with other big green egg owners uh, for those who wish to cook and uh, demonstrate their their, their cooking skill. Uh, they they can do that there. Uh, others come just to to enjoy the companionship of uh, other big green egg uh, uh, lovers, and uh, and that is growing. So each year. More and more parts of the country are uh, deciding to have their own egg, egg fest. So there's there's opportunities to get together with with egg owners. Uh, no longer is it uh, just here in Atlanta, but somewhere close to where you live. Ed Fisher is the founder and president of Big Green Egg. Ed, certainly appreciate you coming on tonight and giving us the whole story about the Big Green Egg and continued success in the future. It has been my pleasure. Thank you for... Um, for having me and um, uh, giving me the opportunity to uh, talk to your many listeners around the country. Take care, Ed. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks again to Ed Fisher coming on, talking about everything regarding Big Green Egg. Again, that website, for check out more information, is www.biggreenegg.com. If you enjoyed this podcast and you'd like to learn more about barbecue and grilling, you can visit our website at www.thebbqcentral.com. We'd love to have you join the fun and camaraderie of the best barbecue form on the Internet. 
Stay tuned for the D-Dogs Rub Spot on the Backside Jones. For Barbecue Central, this is your program host, Greg Rempe, saying so long, everybody. D-Dog's award-winning barbecue rubs put the perfect balance of spicy and sweet on your ribs, chicken, all beef and pork, and more. Whether it's slow-cooked barbecue or grilled steaks and burgers or soups, vegetables, or anything else from your kitchen, D-Dog's award-winning rubs make good food great. Four flavors, original, maple, apple, and peach, each made from the freshest all-natural ingredients. Order yours today at www.ddogsbarbecue.com. That's D-D-O-G-S-B-B-Q.com. D-Dogs Barbecue Rubs. It's better than ketchup. Ketchup.